Here at Total Wine & More, you'll find what you love and love what you find, especially our totally low prices. My friends and I are hanging out this weekend, and I'm on cooler duty. These seltzers and sparkling wines are the coolest. They'll make you the king of the cooler. Oh, that sounds good. Wow, I can fill my cooler without emptying my wallet? Find what you love, love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. With the lowest prices in the DMV. Drink responsibly, B21. Welcome to Total Wine & More. I'm on cooler duty this weekend. Fill it up with seltzers and canned cocktails. Oh, wow, great prices. Find what you love, love what you find. At Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, B21. Hello there, listeners. How are you today? This is Jim the Keys Bartender coming you, uh, to you from a stormy. Why is that chat thing not on? Uh, a stormy Key Largo. Did I pause enough for that? Well, I hope you're having a good day. I'm having a good day. I just came from teaching my spin class. It's always, you know. It's always amazing that I get up to do that on the day off after I work late the night before. It wasn't real late. I got home at like 10.30 and then went to sleep at Aloha after 11.30. It's just one of the things I do. I like to get out there and, oh, I hope, is my mic on? Oh, I got to plug this in again. Why is this not working? Here we go. The sound, the sound's going to be a little rough in the beginning, but we fixed it. Um, and I tried not to do that um thing again. That's crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, I didn't have my mic plugged in all the way. I suck. I realize it. Last night was an eventful night at work. We had... Not that much business. The weather started getting rough, just like at the beginning of Gilligan's Island. The weather started getting rough. Got a little windy. Looked like it was going to storm, but it didn't. It's doing that today. And we're in the midst of the hurricane season. That's where hurricanes are more prevalent. And I guess we'll reach our peak in about two, three months. What's today? It's August, the end of August, September... And then it starts dropping off. Not much to talk about there. It's a little cloudy today. Lovely. We're really still have a nice crowd here. But I've I've had uh, a lot of time reflect during this time when it's a little slower at work. And I get to interact with the tourists and the locals a little more. And have more time to respond in the way I like to respond when people ask me questions. 
And yesterday I had one of those not so rare questions, but this guy comes in with his, it looks like his young younger son in his mid-teens and his wife. And the guy looked like he had a couple drinks in him. And he just walks up to me and I greeted him and said, hi, welcome to the catch. And he goes, you have good food here? And I was off the races. That is wonderful. I was like, mm, 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 mm. thank you for asking that question. Uh, that was like a, a softball question for someone like me. And it's, I'm not paraphrasing. I'm, I wrote down pretty much what I said. Uh, pretty much what I said. I, I guess I am paraphrasing. But I'm pretty much saying, yes, we do. It is part of our business model to serve good food. We think it helps bring people back. And then the guy's looking at me and I said, before was the catch. We, you know, they tried doing another business model and that was serving bad food. And that didn't work out. That was disastrous. But uh, thank you for asking. Yes, we do serve good food here. The guy looked at me. He was laughing and having a good time. He said, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, you know, who knows? And that so that one goes in the, I haven't heard that one all the time. Do you have good food here? I mean, which is kind of like saying, hey, are you are you a decent person? Or some, something where you shouldn't really answer the opposite, even if uh, there is a philosophical puzzle. It's kind of like that where you're trying to trick somebody. And you say there's two entrances to or escape places from a room. And they're both guarded. And one entrance is to certain death. And the other entrance is to freedom. One of the guards always lies. And the other guard always tell the truth. Always uh, tells the truth. But you don't know either. You don't know which entrance is certain death or freedom or which guard is a liar and which one's always telling the truth. Because obviously, if the other guard tells you, you know, and I'll, maybe sometime I'll tell you how to solve one, one, but it's a thought puzzle and you should probably be able to figure that out. So there's a way of asking the question that tells you that that the one that always lies and once if you phrase if you frame the question correctly to get the right answer and i thought maybe that guy was trying to do that but he didn't seem that kind of sophisticated i'm not saying he was unsophisticated but he did ask if we serve good food here it's like the people that come up and say can you make a good margarita and i like to say after something like that i go what's a margarita that's my favorite. Favorite. Well, what kind of gin do you want in it? That's a good one, too. And, um, you know, there's also, do you have a bathroom? I love that one. Do you have a bathroom? A new answer I had, it was there a moment ago. I hope it's, I hope it's still there. It was over there in the corner. The next one response would be, I know we forgot something when we built this place. After we decided to put the walls in to keep the roof up, we should have, we sh- we should have made room for bathrooms. 
Um, another response is there's a bucket outside. I like that one. Or we use the dry cleaners next door. That's a good one. And another question I really like, uh, I, I really, whew, it gets me, they, they shock me sometimes. As I stand behind the bar, I get, do you work here? And then I go back to the next, last question. I go, no, no, I, I don't. I was looking for the bathroom. Um, and the next one I usually try, I was trying to find the exit. Or I say, when they ask me, oh, you, do you work here? And then I say, is this an escape room? Or I say, go to the affirmative. Yes, but I'm working against my will. Can you call the Canadian consulate? That adds an air of mystery and intrigue to the question. Can you help me? That's I love that. Can you help me? As long as it doesn't involve cardiac surgery, hemming of pants, surfboard waxing, or about 100,000 other things I don't know how to do, I think I might be able to do that. And it said, can you help me again? I will say, blink three times if you're being held against your will. And there's tons more. We can just do it. We could do a round table of that, but you've heard them all before. You know? what's the? What do you like best? And they say, rainbows and sunshine. No, on the menu. Oh, well, the rainbow fish then. There is no ring. Oh, I'm sorry. You got me all confused. So, I don't always make fun of the questions. But you know what? If you toss a softball to me, I'm going to have to hit it back. Right? I enjoy that. I do. And I, I welcome those questions. And I don't do it to ridicule. But there's very little entertainment some night on the slow nights and I'm easily bored. So when you give me something like that, it's like giving matches to a pyromaniac. I'm going to use it. You know? I, I just no. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Send me, sail a silly question at me and I will return it. It's like one of those lobs in tennis. Where the ball's coming up real high and it's right on the other side of the net and you're just waiting there to slam it back in. That's it. And it's like, oh, God, I'm, wait, I'm waiting a question. Oh, well, what kind of fish is And I go, oh, that's a real question. I'm like always disappointed. Or is that real dolphin, the porpoise? Ah, oh, I love that. No, it's not real dolphin, the porpoise. It's made from, made from bald eagle, though. Speaking of animals, outside my house, I should post a picture of that other than just a young guy with the uh, bad haircut. We feed, we feed the birds here. And you'd think there'd be a lot of different birds because we're in the subtropics. And you see them. There's around here, you see the wild uh, parrots. They're cool. They fly in... Always flying in unison, they're very, what what you call, they're very coordinated in their flights. More so than you'd think. You see other birds do, you know, swallows and all that, do that easy glide. But they fly like a, 
a group of fighter pilots coming in. This parrots and they're very aggressive. If if you buy them, so uh, and just like the mockingbirds down here. But the the parrots, I don't get the parrot. We don't get the green parrots that come to the. Uh, and I don't know if they're wild. They're they're pets that got loose or they're native. And then we got these tiny Cuban birds that come here, but they don't eat a lot of seeds. We we feed. Uh, we have seeds for cardinals and blue jays and stuff like that. But what happens? We get pigeons too. A lot of pigeons. They go. They're like one of those pigeons come in and eat a whole shitload of stuff, knocking stuff over. They're not very neat eaters and stuff like that. But the blue jay comes in and the cardinals, and then we started getting this woodpecker, and the woodpecker likes peanuts. And it comes in, we and we put peanuts out for the blue jay too. That's what that's what they're very picky eaters. Some of these birds, other ones will eat whatever you give them. But you figure we're out there feeding them. We put peanuts on the windowsill. We put uh, a nice blended bird seed in the bird feeder. I know it may be fucking boring to you, but this is what we do. We enjoy it. It's something I like to look at in the morning. You see the birds come by. They say hi. They look in the window. Sometimes to see what we're doing. You see them kind of bobbing around saying, what's going on in there? Can I get some fucking coffee with this bird seed? No. But I do it. And every so often, there's a lot of birds in and we go through a lot of bird seed and there may be, you know, a gap in that. Yeah. But our driveway fits two cars. And then we have room for another car on the side. So when I park two cars in the driveway, one of the cars ascend would be the one furthest out near the road is hanging on the wires. And you figure they got all these wires up and down this thing. The the birds I feed are taking shit on the back of my car. You figure it'd be saying, hey, you know what? This guy feeds us a lot. We maybe we shouldn't shit on his car. What well, doesn't stop me from feeding him? I think it's the pigeons and the mockingbirds. The mockingbirds are assholes. They just, I mean, they're very over, overly pro, uh, protective. The mockingbirds that come in, they're very kind of like stay away from me. I'm a little paranoid. What the fuck? You know, if you get close to the nest, they'll just chase them away and they'll chase away the even big birds. They're really, they're, they're really interesting and aggressive. But we feed them, and, and some of the birds, you can see, they don't like you coming out when they're eating. Then they a little time. Like, the pigeons don't give a shit. The blackbirds don't give a shit as much. But the uh, the cardinals, nope. Woodpecker. Woodpecker's funny. The woodpecker hangs upside down. I guess it's the way it holds on to the stuff. But it hangs underneath the bird feeder, and its head comes up and feeds directly in the tray where the rest of them are standing on the edge of the bird feeder, sticking their heads. I'm not going to bore you with the rest of the fucking story. I just think it's kind of a show of ingratitude for after all this, you know, once a month, I maybe spend like 25 bucks a month to feed these goddamn birds and they shit on the car. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, if someone, if someone you fed someone in your house and you say, hey, come over to our house, and then they took a shit on your rug, which is worse than taking a shit on your car. Well, I guess, let's say on your tile floor. 
And you go, hey, what the fuck? I just fed you. Why couldn't you take it someplace else? Outside the bathrooms. you got two bathrooms here. Just like the restaurant. Right? You don't have to take a shit out there. You don't have to take a shit on our, our tile tile floor. I mean, that's the way the birds are. Not all the birds. Obviously, the cardinals don't do that. And the blue jay doesn't do that either. I don't think they do it. It's mainly the pigeons and the mockingbirds. And mockingbirds don't really eat the seed too. So, like I said, they're just assholes. I'm going to move on from there. But since we did mention a restaurant, it's the Catch Restaurant at Mile Marker 102. We're starting to get people come in and mentioning the Keys bartender. That's great. Do me a favor. You're doing a favor for the show. If you do come in, make sure you tell them that you're a regular listener of the um, Keys Bartender podcast. It helps. It's kind of like my informal way of doing a survey on how effective this marketing is. It's at Mile Marker 102 in Key Largo, the Catch Restaurant, open seven days a week, happy hour, Monday through Friday, 3.30 to 6.30, with Lots of seafood and non-seafood choices. And if you have your own catch, you're out on one of the boats. And you bring it in. It's all filleted and all that stuff. They'll cook it for you any way you want. So come and see me at the catch in Key Largo. By the way, the fishing has been great down here. I see lots of people and had a lot of discussion. I had other people... Mentioned this to me before, which is great. It's nice to know that you have kindred spirits. But people have asked, goes, look at all the goddamn fish these people brought in, like for three people. They'll bring in like five pounds of fish. Most people eat, Tennessee, when they have a protein stuff, eat about eight, maybe ten ounces. Maybe ten ounces. And a lot of times, they cook it and they waste it. Do, do yourself a favor and do everyone else a favor. When you're out fishing, stop keeping the fish when you have all the fish you're going to eat. Don't think you're going to be given away. Don't think the people at the restaurant don't get enough fish to eat. Because they do. They get plenty of fish to eat. So... Just take what you're going to eat. Don't be like like those people in the late 1800s when the Intercontinental Railroad opened up and they did these hunting tours on the from the the trains and they shot all the fucking buffalo and just left them there, just shooting them like they're in a, a shooting gallery. Don't waste the fish. A lot of people say, to, I was talking to one of the locals, and he says, you know, the mahi that we get in the Keys, the mahi come from North uh, Central America and North South America, off the coast of North uh, northern part of South America and Central America. The mahi are migratory, and they fish the shit out of it down there. There's no restrictions. The less advanced the country is, the less they're able to restrict Rules and the less they're probably willing to put those rules in. So, these local fishermen saying, you know, you don't catch the kind of mahi that you normally would catch. They're just not allowing the stocks to revive. And 
they, one of the guys says, well, it's not us as much as it's, you know, people in Ecuador and all that, you know, places. I go, you know what? We contribute to it when we take too many fish that we're not going to eat. And fish don't last like, you know, meat. You know, once you have fresh fish, it's not frozen. If it's not salt, it gets thrown out. Right? People always say, is the fish fresh? It's fish fresh. Yeah, yeah, we, that's... Everyone tries to purchase the amount of fish they're going to use in the same, you know, use that same day. So that's enough of my bitching about overfishing. Try not to overfish. I know the other people are being really abusing the Chinese and all that stuff. And other countries are overfishing. But we did plenty of overfishing ourselves. Take a check. Check out Cape Cod sometime. There's no cod in Cape Cod anymore. Or outside Cape Cod. Speaking of China, recently, it's not unusual if you have a presence on social media to be contacted by people that you don't know. But I guess there's a certain thing when you're an older man, right? Now, I have my picture with my family. And for some reason, I get unsolicited Profile submissions from attractive young women. And a lot of them you see right away. It says, oh, go and find my sex thing here, blah, 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 blah. And I delete that. And like I said I, in the previous episodes, I, I don't turn down right away because I don't know if there's a listener. I got listeners from all over the world. I, I have listeners in 27 countries. Not so much China. But I have Taiwan, I have uh, Thailand, I have Japan, I have Malaysia. But that China, I think maybe because there could be some internet restriction or just could be they just have good taste. But I have been getting unsolicited friend requests from China. And they're a lot smarter because they put more than one picture on of themselves and it's not provocative and they don't lead with the sex thing and I think oh it's Chinese I don't know if they're from China because they have the Kinjay the Chinese characters I didn't know if it's Taiwan because I started getting regular listeners in Taiwan which I appreciate um, mainly centered near Taipei or New Taipei in Taiwan thank you for listening but these uh, two recently I got one was and I know they're not going to listen, but I hope they do. One was Ivy May, and the other was Zhao Jinye. And Zhao Jinye sent me a, um, a request, and it said um, there was a lot of local ones, and there was other listeners that they were friends with, and I guess they may have linked from the friends or from Key's bartender to me. And this person said, how did you get my message? I said, oh, I thought you were a listener. Listener to what? Blah, 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 back and forth. That may be a complete innocent. That may be Zhao Jinye. But she, she wants to be called Linda. Okay, Linda. So, and the other one, Ivy, is like Meg May. Megmind or something like that and she called me up 
she called me up. She texted me, and she said she it said she lived in Key Largo, and she's from Hong Kong. And I assumed it was one of my daughter's friends who wanted to contact my daughter. And it turned out, I mean, she looked like she was 14, 15 years old. I'm thinking, okay, well, do you want Sky's... I mean, you should be able to find it. I guess I realize that something she could be able to find it. But I know the friend goes overseas. In the win- so, and then, then I realized that after thinking a little time, her friend with the same name isn't from China. They're from Vietnam. So we got in this conversation, started talking, and this, I, this Ivy says she's moving to Key Largo to live with her aunt. And she has a beauty and health company in Shanghai, in Hong Kong. And she says she's 35 years old and she's raising a six-year-old. And I'm thinking, when is this, what is this whole gimmick about? Were you trying, it's, it's uh, catfishing because the woman, the picture of the woman doesn't look like she's in her mid-30s. Which, even if I had the proclivity to want to contact someone, even if I was single and didn't have a family, it necessarily wouldn't be a 35-year-old. It would be someone closer to my age. I'm not judgmental about that. I just realize I have an experience that I get along with people better in my age group. You know, that are in the mid-40s and up. And not someone in their 20s. And I'm not one of those desperate people. I did mention, I'm not saying I'm better or anything like that. But for God's sakes, I'm a bartender and a fitness instructor. Do you think I have to track down someone 10,000 miles away in order to find a companion? That smacks of desperation. Yeah, it's nice when attractive. I mean, I've had some... Uh, because I do the podcast, I've been contacted by people that, you know, when they're on the rise in, uh, on Instagram and they want to get more followers. Uh, we had a dominatrix from Scotland. Really nice, nice woman. She contacted me and a model from Germany. I didn't have her on the show, but I mean, because it's an audio show, but we can probably visit that but it's not about that I'm not trying to do that I do get contacts from some of the listeners I have um, I get emails from them from them and I try to interact with them because it makes sense not to be automatically because of what I chose to do doing a podcast not to reject a friend approach a request out of hand especially from a foreign country. People say, well, well, most of my listeners here are in Key Largo, but I got a lot of, I got a, a lot of friends on my uh, book from Key Largo and Key West, so I don't get a lot of new ones, and I saw the other one. So we're going back and forth, and she says, well, I'm going to be moving in November. Maybe we can get together. And then I mentioned to her, oh, well, sure. I mean, I'm a bartender, so, oh, well, maybe I can come to your restaurant and have a drink. And I said, oh, good. And then something said, what do you like to drink? And I mentioned I don't like to drink. And I don't go back and forth. I'm just waiting to see what's going on here. And then I mentioned why well, I don't drink because I had a problem with it. She goes, oh, we won't drink. When we won't drink, we'll have tea. And I'm like, who's we? I mean, you and I. And I go, wait, what do you mean? You? 
jumped ahead. I'm saying you're going to, I can't stop someone coming to a restaurant. I introduce them to a restaurant. I figure they're going to come here. So what's the big deal? Right. And what's the end game? What are, you, what are you trying to do? Is it you have a company, you have your own company in China and you want to move to the United States? And at first I thought it was in Hong Kong, but now she says this is Shanghai. She, she is from Hong Kong. So I don't I don't get what they're trying to do. I think some sometimes they they ask for money or try to redirect you to another site that's kind of a pay site. Because I don't view I don't view um, social media for my thing. I'm not looking to separate people from their money. But there's a lot of people see it as that opportunity. And I'm not suggesting that these two women are doing that. Because the first one, Zhao Xingye, she she asked point blank, says, how did you get that? I said, well, you know, that was a friend request that came in. I thought you sent it to me, this and that. And, we, and then I mentioned, can you listen to my podcast? I don't know if, I mean, I'd like to get listeners in China, but there's for some reason, I get Hong Kong, and I don't get Hong Kong anymore, but I don't get any other places in China. I know they get the opportunity to listen to, to get things from outside of China. And just from the number, because I have at least 100 listeners in India. I mean, I should have 10,000 listeners in India if it was any good because India has 1.3 billion or 1.2 billion and China has 1.3 billion. You figure this, you know, you'll fall off a... Just by accident, you can accidentally have 10,000. But then again, I should probably have 20,000 listeners in the United States if I was any good. But I'm going to try to play through these relationships. When I say play through, I'm going to try to engage and see what the end game is because I've seen this with other guys actually I know I knew this guy from the gym an older man who actually hooked up with a woman from Cuba nice looking woman about 40 years younger than him and he goes over there he wants to bring her over to the United States blah 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 you know that kind of thing the the woman has a child and you know that kind of makes sense. It's an economic reason, stuff like that. And I'm sure China has that too. And it's really something trying to, you know, someone's trying to emigrate from China to the United States. That's a big deal. I am a viewer of 90 Day Fiance. And I know how eager people are to get those green cards. I'd like to actually have these two women on the show if they don't get offended. I mean, I'm going to try to broach this, talk to them for a little while, then I'll broach it and see if they broach the subject and see how they feel about can we do you know, if they have Skype, can I call them? Or would they be happy to be interviewed? Now my guess is one or both are seeking some kind of financial thing and it's probably not even that person what they do is they put on the, they have a, a 
filter they put on their photo and it's a real soft filter and stuff like that. It's real weird nowadays. I don't put a filter on my photos. I'm a 50, I'm going to be 58. It's the way I fucking look. I don't look like the fucking crib keeper yet. There could be a day. 20 years from now, I may be doing this still. Episode, oh, 20 years, maybe four times. Episode 3,284. Right? How many do we Five episodes, I think, 250. Yeah, uh, oh, maybe 5,833. And then I'll be like, oh, wow, well, I'm posting a picture from 2007. Oh, that's not you, Jim. You have osteoporosis. Osteoporosis. I can't, I can't say that. I am not drinking right now. That's just the way I speak. Well, I'm going to wrap this up. I appreciate you for listening. It's a little shorter show than uh, normal. Maybe we trim a little of the fat. I uh, appreciate you listening, and I will talk to you later. Remember, if you like the show, please share it with your friends. My listeners in Taiwan, share it with the people on the mainland if you can. I like to get more listeners from... You You get the, I guess... There's a different in, difference in perspective from the West and the East. But everyone's pretty much the same with the same hopes, goals, and interests. And their interests vary. It's not the same interest across just culturally. Um, I think people are generally more appreciative of the diversity of interest and things that go on. So we'll we'll try to uh, later on. Maybe I will be contacted again. I'll find out what this is all about. Thanks again. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Have a great day. Bye. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.